Hi, welcome to the On Becoming Educated podcast, where I, Paul Vu, will share my experience as a first-generation PhD student. So, how comfortable are you with the words, I don't know? Now, imagine sitting across from your boss and she's asking you an important question and you don't know the answer to it. This time, imagine you're in a meeting with 20 other people and the most senior person in the meeting asks you a question and you don't know the answer. And you have to say those three horrible words. I don't know. Now, I don't know about what feelings surface for you, but even just imagining those scenarios give me a cold, uncomfortable feeling that makes me want to shake it off and maybe even run around a little bit. Kind of like my dog, actually. (laughs) I work as a writing center coordinator at a university, and it's been almost four weeks since we started prepping to move our program online, and nearly three weeks since I left my office to start telecommuting from home And that's part of the reason why I haven't released any new episodes. All the energy and focus I have in this little body of mine went to surviving these three weeks. When the official directive came out to move classes online for the rest of the semester due to COVID-19, also known as the novel coronavirus, the reality of what was happening and what we would all have to do to overcome this challenge kind of hit us like a freight train. At first, it seemed like we had a couple of weeks to plan. Then we had a few days to plan. Then the governor's stay-at-home order came out and we were told to grab all the things we needed and to go home by noon the next day. Since then, I've sat through I don't know how many Zoom meetings. I am mentally and physically exhausted. I don't think all the yoga stretches in the world would be able to remove the stress of the last four weeks. From first learning we were going online, to creating new systems for online learning, to preparing more than 150 tutors to go online, to providing extra support to staff who needed it. It was a lot to manage, and there are still many things that are up in the air, and many questions that are yet to be answered. What I've observed and experienced in the last two weeks is this. Learning requires us to be vulnerable. When we choose to become educated in something, when we choose to learn something, it can be empowering and even fun. But when education is thrust upon us in the midst of uncertainty and fear, like it was in the last two weeks, in the last four weeks, it can suddenly taste like sour milk. When this happens, our identity becomes framed by what we lack instead of what we already have. And that is not anything anyone wants to carry around, but we have been. In the last few weeks, some of us went from leader to follower, from parent to child, from expert to novice. Some of us have had to reveal our weak sides over and over again, all day long in Zoom meeting after Zoom meeting, for everyone and anyone to see. When we admit we don't know something, We're showing our weak spots. We're admitting that we have a deficit. Now, no one knows everything. We all have weak spots, but to know that about yourself and to admit that in front of people 
are two very different things. If you know me, you know that I love Brene Brown. She's a researcher who has spent years studying courage, vulnerability, shame, and empathy. She has written several New York Times bestselling books, most of which I've read on my journey to building resilience. And she just started a podcast called Unlocking Us with Brene Brown, which I will put in the show notes so that you can give it a listen if you want to. The podcast is fairly new, but I found it helpful in this anxiety-inducing time. In a recent blog post about her podcast, she wrote, It's all about the FFTs, effing first times, and how hard it is to be new at things, from small things to global pandemics. When we have no relevant experiences or expertise, the vulnerability, uncertainty, and fear of these firsts can be overwhelming. You know, I agree with her on this, and I also want to add that sometimes when we do have the relevant experiences or expertise, the vulnerability, uncertainty, and fear can still be overwhelming. I've been intentionally working on this vulnerability for the last three years, learning how to better understand my feelings and practicing sitting with the feeling of not knowing something. That heavy, icky discomfort that makes it kind of hard to breathe sometimes when you're in the center of it. And I feel like I've been doing a pretty good job of sitting in the center of this feeling. I once even stood in front of a group of professors during a presentation, got corrected by one of them for how I formatted my slideshow, and said, Well, thank you for that feedback. I didn't know that. And I'll try to remember that next time I put a slideshow together. And then I moved on. But even though I had been practicing Brene Brown's work for three years, I still struggle with not knowing things. And I have especially struggled with it in the last four weeks. As someone who trains tutors, as an educator, one of my guiding principles is it's okay to not know the answer it's okay to be searching for the answer. If asked a question they didn't know the answer to, I'd rather my tutors tell the truth than put their effort into finding the answer. I'd rather they didn't pretend they knew the answer just to preserve the facade of someone who knows the answers to everything. So we practice. We practice not knowing the answer. We practice saying those three little words And we practice being okay with it. And for those who aren't quite ready to be okay with those words, I encourage them to say, I don't know, but, or I'm not sure, but. That conjunction is like those people who hand out water to runners during a marathon. They give you a little burst of energy. They allow you to take a deep breath so that you can then figure out the answer. And yet, knowing this and having taught this to tutors, last four weeks, I found myself uncomfortable saying the words, I don't know, over and over again. I found my chest expanding with unpleasantness as if this single moment of not knowing suddenly disqualified all my other abilities and experiences. I found myself many times having to talk myself through this vulnerability like I were two people. You're okay. It's okay to say you don't know. 
No one expects you to know everything. You all right? And the funny thing is, in many of these situations, I was the person who had the most experience. And I think sometimes those are the people who have the hardest time with learning and with being vulnerable. When you are seen as an expert or as a leader or as the one with the most experience in the group, it's challenging to then revert back to a novice or a follower or a less experienced member of the group. It's vulnerable and it asks you to admit that yes, you are lacking in some way. And that's not easy to do. Yet, we've all been asked to do it over and over again. Some of us have never even heard of Zoom before, never created a Google spreadsheet before, never installed a webcam. Some of us thought we knew what we were doing only to realize we actually didn't and had to admit it. Some of us made decisions that seemed like they were the best decisions at the time only to realize that maybe they weren't. But here's what I also realized in the last four weeks. Our self-worth, or at least mine, is often tied to my identity. So when I'm forced to change that identity, it changes my self-worth, at least for a little bit of time. And I have to learn how to adjust. I have to talk myself through this change and validate myself. Tell myself I'm still who I am. I'm still worthy. I'm still valuable. I may not know how to do X, but that doesn't mean I'm not good at my job. I may not know how to do Y, but that doesn't mean that what I bring to the table isn't valuable. And most importantly, I have to remind myself that my willingness and courage to admit that I don't know something and to want to learn these things means I'm taking power back into my own hands. I'm showing up. I'm saying yes to learning. And saying yes to learning means jumping into the discomfort of effing first times <laughs> and staying in there for a while as I learn things and then pushing through. Some of us are still pushing through every single day and that takes an incredible amount of courage. Showing up and pushing ourselves past the awkward learner stage, Brene Brown says, is how we get braver. I think it's also how we become more resilient. And it's how we can continue to do the work we do, whatever it is that we do. I want to end this episode with this thought. I don't know who first said knowledge is power, but I'm starting to think they are wrong. The power doesn't lie in knowledge itself. The power lies in you. In us, the power lies in whether or not we decide to pursue knowledge in the first place and what we do with the knowledge once we get it. And lastly, the power lies in our decision to stop learning when it no longer serves us. I think in this moment you might be thinking, can learning stop serving us? And my answer to that is absolutely. In episode two, I talked about leaving my first PhD program when I was 26. I left because that learning had stopped serving me. I didn't know what the heck I was doing anymore, and leaving made me feel like a failure. 
But I knew that if I stayed, I would hate myself and I would hate what I was learning. And what's even worse was I would be handing all the power that came with learning over to somebody else and I didn't want to do that. So learn Zoom, learn Google, learn TikTok, learn whatever it is you need to learn in order to get through the next few months. But if you find that whatever you're learning has stopped serving you, then I hope you tap into that power inside of you and stop, step away. I don't think we all need to become technology specialists and social media gurus and online education experts. We just need to learn enough to do our job for now. Thank you for listening. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcast or the podcast listening platform of your choice to be notified when new episodes are up. If you would like to support this podcast, a rating and review would go a long way. Podcasts with ratings and reviews are more likely to be found by listeners. So I would appreciate it so much if you can take a few minutes to rate and review this podcast. Lastly, you can access transcripts and show notes and submit listener questions at www.onbecomingeducated.com.